On this episode of Locked on Lightning, we're taking one last look at that game against the Boston Bruins, closing the book on that. And then we look towards the game, upcoming game against the Winnipeg Jets. All that coming up and more on Locked on Lightning. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. This episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks. if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started on this episode of Locked On Lightning. We're taking one last look, like I said, at this previous OT win against the Boston Bruins, and then we look towards tonight's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Also, we break down the keys, not only to this game, but as well as pretty much every game for the remainder of the year. So before we get into all that, I just want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. You could also follow us on our YouTube channel, subscribe. And it's also a good way not only to watch the episodes, but also to get in on the conversation. All you have to do is comment below this video, you know, your thoughts, uh, maybe your questions as well. Uh, past episodes, uh, if you drop in, if you drop a question, you know, depending on, you know, how much, time we get you know we could dedicate almost an entire segment so you definitely don't want to miss out on that and miss out on a chance for your question to be featured on a segment of locked on lightning so looking at real quick at the last game more thoughts i've been noticing some of the comments that we that have been popping up on the previous videos and, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, there's some of them that don't necessarily, don't really, you know, agree with me or, you know, I don't necessarily agree with. And that's fine. Uh, there was a comment, and I'm very curious because it it's kind of been 50-50, the whole Jonas Johansson thing this year. And... The conversation, if you're kind of late to the party, has kind of been, you know, is he playing well? And when you look at his stats from this year thus far through 16 games, and just to break it down real quick, um, in the previous game against Boston, he saved 23 of 27 shots save percentage doesn't really look stellar uh, of course got the win in overtime i thought made quite a good amount of saves that kept the lightning in it as well as you know kept the game at where it was now yes on paper 
giving up four goals in his last two games and giving up 16 in his last five isn't really that good. And yeah, I, I get it. I get where the criticism is coming from. So I understand why there are a lot of Lightning fans that aren't exactly too excited about where he's at at this point in the season. And yeah, I even said it on yesterday's episode that there was a save. I can't remember. There, there was a, a goal. I forgot which shot it was, which goal it was. But it was shot through traffic, and, and and yeah, I know that Radish was blocking him, but it was it was a save that you know when you break it down, you know chances are Vasilevsky makes that, and but at the same time, if you want to spin it in favor for Johansson, there's been a lot of saves this year that he has made that I thought that Vasilevsky would have made. And there's also a lot of goals that you could kind of look back on. I mean, we don't exactly have like a highlight tape, but I'm sure if you want to go take the time and, and look through, look through the, the, the highlight reel, if you want to call it that, or, or the, the, the reel of that is him giving up goals this year. I'm pretty sure you could go through them and find a I would say a handful where we could probably, you know, if we're all being honest with ourselves, say that Vasilevsky probably wouldn't have made made that save. Now, it's all subjective, and I get it. There are a lot of individuals in Lightning Land, which is perfectly fine. I mean, listen, Vasilevsky is one of the best on the planet for a reason. Um, but at the same time, I don't understand the Johansson hate. I really don't. I feel like there are a large number of Lightning fans that are overcritical of him, where I think that he has done a phenomenal job. And that is compared to only the expectations I had out of him, not compared to the rest of the league, you know. And and I think that's where the criticism come from comes from. I think that when we're evaluating Jonas Johansson's ability in net to be the number one starter right now obviously he is not a number one goaltender that's just not something that can happen this year you know god forbid if we were having the conversation about Vasilevsky being out for the year knock on wood i think that you know this would be a whole different conversation but in the the grand scheme of him being only the starting goaltender for the first two three months of the year I think that we can agree, at least the reasonable fans, that he has done a good job compared to what we probably expect out of him. And I think that's where the hate comes from, like I said. I think that there are a lot of fans that look at Jonas Johansson coming into this year and holding down the fort for Vasilevsky and not being happy with his performance because they're kind of looking around the NHL and also seeing the early season struggle and seeing the goals that he's giving up and it's all kind of snowballed into one thing and the blame always go well the easy blame always goes towards the goaltender so 
I think that's where it comes from, but I think that I look at it this way. I think it could be so much worse because, like I said at the beginning of the season, he's never really been a starter before, and that was the big issue, at least for me, coming into the season was that, you know, this could go decent. This could be a decent performance throughout the first couple of months of the season, or this could go really bad, and I think that – Scoring his performance at this point in the season and, you know, most likely up until when Vasilevsky does come back and takes his rightful place as the number one goaltender, I think we could score confidently one out of ten. His performance has been a six and a half, a seven. Um, and, and I think that's reasonable to evaluate. So... Yeah, you know, I'm sure the comments in, in the comment section are going to be a little bit different. The opinion might be a little different. And if you don't want to go on YouTube, but you have Twitter, go ahead and tweet to me at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-E-N-K. Um, love to hear all your opinions. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we could pluck from this game. But I think at the end of the day, other than the blue liners, which we will get into, spoiler alert, one of the keys to continued success for this Lightning team, I thought the blue line played very well. I thought the special teams has been, for the most part, stellar for this Lightning team, especially last night. Um, and that's going to be key going forward for at least the rest of 2023. And I and I think that, especially Mikhail Sergachev in his last couple of games, uh, yeah, we all look, when we look at the defensive core and we kind of look at, how the Lightning could get things started. Obviously, we look at Kucherov, we look at Hedman, we look at Point, Hagel, Stamkos. I mean, rightfully so, those guys are all A1 guys who who really need to get things going to, to allow this team as a whole to be successful. But at the end of the day, Mikhail Sergachev, I think, doesn't get enough credit. I think when he is rolling on all cylinders as kind of like what we have seen him over the last couple of games, I think that life for this Tampa Bay Lightning team gets exponentially easier. So just a little bit of a quick shout out, shout out to Mikhail Sergachev because I feel like him, how he has struggled immensely at certain times this year and has received a ton of criticism, rightfully so, after signing a huge deal. I think that we also need to take time aside to also admire uh, when the guy's playing well. So let me know in the comments below what you think about Sergey. Um, I think that in a perfect world, I would like to see him on the first line um, with maybe Chernak or, you know, Perbix or Radish. I mean, I, I think Sergey is also one of those guys on this team that no matter who he's paired up with, I think he's going to be successful. Um, wouldn't mind him being on the first line sooner rather than later, because we all know Hedman eventually is going to probably drop down to two. Don't know when that's going to be. It's probably, we're, we're definitely a handful of years off before that's a conversation. As much as we would like to see more about out of Hedman, I think he's another one as of late has really picked up his game. And we'll talk, we'll get into more of that later on in the episode uh, with having to do with the lightning's continued success. So tune in, stay around for that. So we'll talk about the first meeting with the Winnipeg Jets because they're always an interesting 
team to see play, whether they're playing the Lightning or you just happen to tune into one of their games. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But first, we got to talk about some of our friends. And first off, that is our buddies and friends over at Sleeper. Now, if you haven't heard about Sleeper, we'll sit back, relax, and listen up because a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Andre Vasilevsky could possibly be one of the best goaltenders in the league. He could possibly come back, have a magical season, win the Vezina, and the Lightning could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. I would... With the way he's playing this lately, I think Brandon Hagel is a is a player that you could definitely win some money off of on on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, Nikita Kucherov as well. Um, Stamkos, the way he's kind of been shooting the puck as of late, I think that he's another one. I mean, take your pick with this Lightning team. The way they've been playing lately, um, any kind of any kind of player that you slide in on the first couple of lines, even Sorelli or Paul, I think you're going to make a little bit of a little bit of coin on those guys. So you definitely don't want to pick that out. Now, the best thing about this is that entries could be made in under a minute. So if you realize, oh, crap, I didn't get a chance to make my picks. Well, bam, there you go. So all you have to do is pick whether studs like Braden Point or Brandon Hagel will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a given 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Lightning fans. You could win 100 times your money playing fantasy. Daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your pick so you could start winning big. You could use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and local locational availability so we're moving on to our other friends and that is our buddies over at FanDuel now FanDuel in case you haven't heard is America's number one sports book we got football going on basketball season of course the most important sport of all and that is hockey so right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wider range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your season, kick off your betting season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So... As always, I'd like to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit us up with a comment underneath this video. Uh, let me know what you think. I mean, it, it, very interesting, I think, revolving door of kind of how people feel about Jonas Johansson. I feel like sometimes on social media, maybe this is just social media, and then I feel like maybe that's part of it. I feel like people are almost bipolar when it comes to some players, regardless of the sport. Um, 
And I think it's also the other thing is that fans are kind of like ready for Andre Vasilevsky to come back. And I get it. And I'm totally for it. And I can't wait. Hopefully he is worth the wait. Uh, but we'll have to wait a little longer because the Lightning still do have games coming up. And, you know, they'll be, com- they'll be facing off tonight against the Winnipeg Jets at home. And in case you haven't been keeping tabs on the Jets, the Jets are third in the Central Division out in the West. They're 10-5-2 with 22 points. Tied for second place with the Colorado Avalanche. Um, they are... Six two and two in their last ten with a winning current winning streak of three. Uh, not the best record on the road with a record of four two and one and a goal differential of plus nine. So not exactly stellar, I would say. Not exactly intimidating when it comes to the possibility of getting outscored, but. When you have a goaltender like Connor Hellebuck, who is a scary, is a scary name on the the roster sheet. And in case you've been living under a rock the last couple of years or just getting into the sport of hockey, Connor Hellebuck is, in my opinion, top five in the league. And some people might disagree with that, given the fact that his team hasn't really been 100% good or or one of the better teams in the last couple of years. Um, Hellebuck, a couple of years ago, beat out Vasilevsky for the Vezina Trophy, which I'm a little, I think I'm still ticked off about that, just considering the Lightning were one of the top teams in the league. And, and I think that was at the time where, like, the Jets didn't even make the playoffs and Hellebuck had like these monster numbers, but it was because he was, he was like facing like 45 shots a night because of the defense in front of him was just terrible. But things have changed since then for this Winnipeg team. Um, they're getting a little bit more scoring. They're getting a little bit better defense. Um, they've had a little bit of a growth since their days of when they were making the playoffs almost every year. Um, and they have a good mix of players, uh, players that I'm not quite familiar with and players that have been there for quite some time, like Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor, Cole per- Perfetti, who was a top pick a couple of years ago, uh, third on the team in points right now with 14. Uh, but Kyle Connor, he's leading the team in points right now with 22 and also leading the team in goals at 14. So definitely a guy to watch in this game. Um, but the one thing I could kind of look at this team especially with your top score is his plus minus is minus five, which tells me that his unit doesn't exactly play very good defense. And I think that this is obviously as most games. Oh, and we also get a reu- uh, reunion with uh, one of the all time great lightning players in recent memory. And that was Vlad Nemestikov. And I mean that in the most, in the most probably sarcastic way, given he was just, Really a non-factor through his very brief return to Tampa Bay last year, which, yes, I am a li- I'm very petty about it. I wasn't exactly crazy about it at the time, but, you know, kind of would – I'm very curious to see how – what kind of reception he gets. Most likely he'll get some sort of highlight tape, which I really hope that's not the case, but 
we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but this is a team that's very tough. Uh, another player that sticks out to me is Morgan Barron, guy who he, if, if you want to question how tough he is, I believe it was last year. I think it was last year. He got a, he got a skate to the face, and he ended up coming back in the game with stitches. And just a guy who's big and not afraid to play physical and a guy that I think is going to match up very well with Tanner Janot. He's kind of like their version of Tanner Janot, except for not as much points output. I Well, I'll rephrase that. Not as much potential for points output. And I, and I think that where the Lightning, as they mostly do in matchups, they have the edge when it comes to scoring. And I think that's really what the Lightning are going to need to do early on. They've been doing a very good job as of late of scoring early and getting on the board quick and jumping on teams. Um, like I said on yesterday's podcast, I really thought their performance with Boston against Boston really showed me a lot. And it, and it wasn't a, it, it was a performance where you could kind of look at it and realistically as a team, take that and, and bring it with you into another game. It wasn't like the lightning scored three goals in the first minute and a half. And now we're sitting here thinking, all right, let's try and bring that into their game against Winnipeg. Now that's not going to happen, especially you're going to have an exponentially better goaltender in Connor Hellebuck. Um, and, and the Lightning are going to have to get a little creative. And, and I think that what we're going to have to see from them in order for them to be successful, not only win this game, but take control, especially at home against a team that is going to kind of have the same game plan as you. I think the Lightning are going to have to wear them down early on. You know, this is going to have to be kind of a, a carbon copy performance of what we saw against Boston the other night. Uh, go out there, get the take care of the chances when you can, um, and, and and really, you know, play a physical game. But don't get into, don't get lost in in the competition within the competition. Where we've seen the Lightning do this before, where they'll have a very physical game, and then what will happen is the Lightning will kind of get they'll kind of get hit happy, which means that they're going to kind of be more concerned with playing the next big hit or just looking to hit people and lay checks instead of really just focusing on just playing the game. And the one thing I think we should all keep in mind as this game, whether or not the Lightning get off to a, a slow start or get off to a fast start, I think the really thing that Lightning fans should really pay attention to as this game continues to evolve tonight against Winnipeg is that the one thing that I saw from the Boston performance that I really, really enjoyed and a listener, and I a hundred percent agree with this, a listener on the previous episode said that this was the closest thing or a shade of, and I'm loosely quoting this comment. The one thing that I, they said was that this was the closest that we've seen to what the Lightning were when they won their Cups. And that person was absolutely right. And the one thing that we saw against Boston and what we saw from those championship teams was that the Lightning always used to go out there with a game plan. And that was it. They would just focus on that. They wouldn't focus on what the other team was doing. And at the end of the day, the opposing team, the hardest thing they had to do was go out there and adjust their game plan to 
this very simple, really not complicated game plan that the Lightning went out was finish your checks, stay disciplined, and score when the opportunities arise while also populating the net with a bunch of shots. And also making the pass when it's there, not just trying to thread the needle on every single cross-ice pass. And we saw that on the Stamkos goal, which was the reason why they ended up going to overtime and winning. So it, it's, I know I'm oversimplifying things, but really when you break it down and you watch the team and you watch this performance from this team, it, it really is that simple. And I know obviously there's a lot of things that factor in for them to execute that. And I firmly believe they can. And I I think that they could get to Connor Hellebuck. And if he doesn't play the backup, who whomever that would be. And so let me know in the comments below what you think. I think that this is going to be somewhat of a tight game. I think the Lightning, if they do indeed win, I think that this will be somewhat in the realm of like a 4-2 win. They'll pull away at the end, get a cheapy uh, empty netter. So let me know in the comments below what you think. Uh, let me know what your predictions are on Twitter as well, at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-E-N-K. I love hearing from all of you. And uh, we'll be back probably Thanksgiving night sometime. Yeah, probably Thanksgiving night to recap that game. So if you're still up and not in food coma, then please go ahead and keep an eye out for that. So we'll wrap things up in just a little bit, talking about some of the keys going forward, not only for this game, but really for every matchup for the rest of the 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 year um we will we will we will talk about like you know all the keys when what, what it takes um for the lightning to you know win games <laughs> so we'll talk about that in just a little bit but first i want to talk our, about our friends over at better help now Sometimes, especially during around the holiday season, I feel not only just overwhelmed, but also just tired. And I think that goes hand in hand. I am tired from being overwhelmed. And sometimes I struggle with kind of getting into the holiday mood. And But as we all know, this time of year can be a lot. It's no secret. And sometimes, like me, I always kind of just accept that it's going to be coming. Um, but at the same time, I try to make the most of it, but this time of year can be a lot and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, or just feel down. Now, maybe adding something to your life to counteract those feelings like, you know, family coming around, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Well, guess what? Therapy can be a bright spot. Amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and give you the tools to manage everything going on now if you've benefited from therapy before or haven't guess what better help is here to help you you know why just like its name it's better help now if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists 
anytime for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNHL today to get $10 off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNHL. So wrapping things up on the show, uh, go ahead, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Hit that notification button on any app that you were listening us to. So as soon as the newest episode drops, uh, we'll be there on your phone or on your computer and it'll be downloaded. So yeah, like I said, we will be dropping an episode on Thanksgiving night at some point. So if you're still up, uh, and you know you got time to kill or on your drive home from family uh you could you could listen or watch the newest episode uh depending on what time it drops so looking at the keys real quick to for the lightning to wrap up the season and you know really more so what they're relying on to kind of get back to and and i'm not looking at it as you know the lightning are down in the dumps and you know right now they're out of a playoff spot but it's it's like I've always stressed on this show. It's always important to get into good habits. And if you've been following this team for quite some time, and if you've been a listener of this podcast for quite some time, you know the Lightning don't have the best of habits. But it seems as of late we're starting to take a turn for the better. And I think that... You know, it's not only developing good habits, but it's single players being involved and looking at the positives. Mikhail Sergachev, like I stated before, I think is one of the most important players on this team that we don't talk about enough. I think when he is not, we we really only talk about him when he's not playing well. But, you know, you look at what he has done the last couple of games. I think there was a stat coming into the game against Boston. He had five points in the last two games prior to. And, you know, they kind of mentioned it in passing when they were talking about that on the Lightning broadcast. But, like, that's a huge deal, especially for a guy like that who's on a new deal, who is the future of this team, who we really thought over the last couple of years. And we've seen flashes of it here and there but it hasn't been consistent but i think this year's the year for him this is a guy who's really going to be one of the essential parts of this team going forward to really make sure to to really ensure that they're going to be successful and i think when you look at this lightning team yeah you know we take for granted all the offensive weapons that they have in terms of forwards but when you look at the defensive when you look at the blue liners Edmund, Sergachev, Radish, Chernak, Perbix. You know, you look at those players and you look at how they play. And, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but when you look at the Lightning and you look at when they're at their best, the main reason for that is because of how well the defensive core plays. And that's when they are pretty much close to perfect in the neutral zone. They are dominating the blue line. They are just the great wall of China at the zone entry plays. And they're moving the puck around. 
Um, I've said it before. This team is so good. When Victor Hedman and Mikhail Sergachev are handling the pucks, especially on the power plays, you know, we all like to see the Nikita Kucherov show. And when he does what he does and what we saw last night, I mean, excuse me, a couple of nights ago with Steven Stamkos. But, you know, that's not always going to work. And we we kind of all know when Cooch has the puck, you know, there's obviously option number one and two is going to be Stamkos and point. But you saw it against Boston, you know, when Hedman had the puck, especially he was very active from the blue line, especially late in the game. I thought when you have a guy like Hedman or even Sergachev, because he's very good at getting the puck through traffic, is when those guys have the puck, you know, nobody in the building. I don't even think some Lightning fans know. And that's what's so great about it. We have no idea what they're going to do. You know, they could do a number of things. The options are exponentially extended to where, you know, when you have the puck in deep with Kucherov. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just think it's not something that we should be doing on every sequence and every offensive play. So having those guys very much involved on a nightly basis is going to be key for this Lightning team to be good and to be successful down the line. And it also gives Vasilevsky and Johansson a little bit of breathing space too. That's really important. You know, we can't just take the ice, take the puck down the ice every single sequence and just run and gun it and then shoot you know, shot gets saved or whatever, and then we got to go back down the ice and boom, it's it's just ping pong back and forth. Can't have that, especially with Vasilevsky. He takes a little longer sometimes to, to get things going, and, and you know, you need to give the guy a little bit more time sometimes, especially now that he's coming back pretty much ice cold from being off the first couple of months of the season. So it's those guys. Uh, it's also very important that I think that we get the second and third lines going. I think when Nick Paul, Tanner Janot, Sorelli, Hagel as well, Stamkos, we've been seeing a lot better play out of him the last couple of weeks. I think that's going to be very key, especially in these nitty-gritty games, because I guarantee you when the Lightning go up against Boston again, it's not going to be the same song and dance. You know, you're you're going to need those second and third lines, and even if it's that kind of game, the fourth line to have some sort of momentum going so you got to get your depth guys going um i like that paul's getting a lot of time up and down the lines um and you know he's getting a lot of different looks with a lot of different players and i think that's something that is not also really exciting for this team but is definitely going to be beneficial for the lightning down the road so let me know in the comments below what you think you know a lot to unpack with this lightning team with just what can be done to make the results more consistently better. And, you know, we'll we'll continue to talk about that as things progress, as we get ever closer to New Year's. Because, it, you know, I, I listed a few, but it's not just down to just A through D. You know, there's, there's still a lot of things that could be said from E to Z. So let me know in the comments below what you think. If I didn't touch on something, uh, let me know what you think could also play a factor in the Lightning being a significantly better team. And well, not only that, consistently better and consistently, uh, consistently better. Yeah. <laughs> so 
let me know. Yeah. And, and subscribe to the podcast as well. And we'll be back late Thanksgiving night, tomorrow night. So with another episode talking about the Winnipeg game, as well as looking towards Carolina. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.